is another Tuesday, and we survived Survivor Series in our first WWE press conference. So we've got a lot to talk about with the return of CM Punk, the return of the Viper, Randy Orton. We've got a lot to talk about, and we were in the press conference, and we brought our buddy Rob from Bob Culture Podcast on to talk about all that. But before we get to that, I got to get to the people who bring you this podcast gold, and that is our fine friends over at Potter's Tree Service. If you're in need of tree removal, tree trimming, chipping service, storm damage cleanup, walnut logging, or lot clearing, Asa Potter and Potter's Tree Service are the go-to. Get with it. But I can tell you till I'm blue in the face, but I can show you better than I can tell you. So check this out. Check our sponsors out. Their links are in the description, and then we will get to Survivor Series. This is the Ring of Honor, a.k.a. Shane T, boy. The baddest champion you've ever seen, boy. This is Mr. Anderson. This is good old J.R. Jim Ross, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. Power! Power! We got it from the world champion! That might be one of the craziest knockouts I've ever seen in my life. Knockouts and Three Counts is the podcast, man. He's just a real deal, baby. Knockouts and Three Counts starts now. What up, though? We are back. We have survived. Like I said, we got a lot to talk about when it comes to Survivor Series. Shout out to our sponsors, Potter's Tree Service. Check them out. Links in the description and all that. But we've got a debut for you tonight. We got the homie Rob Williams of the Bob Culture Podcast dropping in to talk a little bit of Survivor Series with us right quick. The return of CM Punk and all kinds of stuff. So, Rob, thanks for coming on the show, brother. Dude, thanks for a few minutes. Um, Kyle, real quick, man. I love seeing the sponsorships, man. It's so cool that, like, with our platforms and stuff, man. Like, I love that commercial. A shout-out, what is it, Potter's Tree Service? Went yes, over, sir. liked it right away, because that's that's what you do. So now I know about Potter's Tree Service. I did a tree with my dad a long time ago. We didn't crush the house, which was awesome. I'll never do it <laughs> again, though, guys. Call Potter's Tree Service. 
shameless promo. And Kyle, dude, thank you for inviting me on, man. It was Speaking so cool of which, the man yeah, himself is in the comments. Look, he's there. Hey. service. That's how you do it, man. <laughs> that's how you do it. That's that's business right there. But, dude, thank you so much for having me on the show, bro. It was so great to see a familiar face when I was out in Chicago for StarCast and then doing media for the first time at Survivor Series. It was just nice to see you and Whip and some familiar faces, man. So uh, just so good to connect and, and learn from you a little bit there. Hey, man, likewise, dude, because, I mean, I've followed your stuff for a little while from afar, obviously, with you being in New York and all those good things. Um, it was dope to link up with you and meet you in person in Chicago at StarCast. I mean, I had a great time there, got to do a bunch of interviews there, which if you're new here, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And uh, you can check out all those interviews from Chris Statlander to the best friends, the powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks uh, and Willow as well. You can check all those out as well. But like I said, Chicago is a hotbed for pro wrestling. And I mean, it's cultivated so many relationships that have been big for this show, like the one with Me the homie Megaran, who if you are going to be at the Royal Rumble, make sure you check out. uh the event that Mega Rand's putting down for Royal Rumble weekend, he's got Swerve is going to be on it, big battle rap event, and uh, a little birdie told me that there's some names that are going to be getting dropped that, uh, you know, maybe you should tune into the show because I heard Mega Rand might be coming through again soon. But like I said, man, it's dope because I followed your stuff for a little while. We link up in Chicago, and then we both get our first call from WWE to go do the press conference. And end up seeing each other there, too. So it's wild uh, the way things work. But with that being said, man, tell everybody uh, on our platform a little bit about your show. Give me a little bit of a background and how you got involved in all this stuff. Yeah, I appreciate the shameless promo time. I know everyone wants to hear about Survivor Series. I'll get I'll get my stuff in, brother, as they say. Uh, real quick, the BCP, the Bob Culture Podcast, it started off as a spin on pop culture, you know, through my name in there, uh, Bob Culture. Uh, and we really gravitated a lot towards the indie wrestling scene around here, um, the horror conventions, the Comic-Cons. And uh, we really just got to sit down uh, with a lot of our heroes, Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters. Uh, which for me was like a childhood dream. That's like one of my heroes, like with an actual Ghostbuster. Uh, you know, then we sat down with Jake the Snake. We sat down and talked with Johnny Gargano, I Tommy Dreamer, Jim Ross, dude. And it's it's really cool to have the opportunity up, to talk, yeah, talk to our heroes and all that. But also we want to put over the indie talent. And I have a great relationship with the independent talent here in the Northeast. We have our 500th episode coming up for Mania Club. They do a lot of work with Connor's Cure. Um, and we have our year-end awards awards for the indies and the national level, man. So we like to give people their flowers here. And it's just great to, like you do, man, hang out with your friends, uh, do what we love. And as we've seen recently, get some opportunities. So now we have our site, BCP Plus. It's bcp-plus.com. We're covering eight NFL teams, SmackDown, NXT, WWE, AEW. Uh, we're about 10 weeks in. Couldn't be happier, man. So uh, check us out, uh, YouTube, the Bob culture podcast, Instagram, the Bob culture podcast, BCP plus. And thank you guys again for having me, man. I'm, I'm stoked to be here. Hell yeah, man. I gotta, I gotta get like you, this man's putting in work out working, here. man, working out here, trying, bro. Hey man, I see it. I see you out here at ISPW. I saw you at AEW recently. I mean, uh, definitely a show that you guys need to check out. I had suggest to all the listeners and fans of our show to make sure you go check out, uh, robbing all them as well but like you said people are here to hear us talk about survivor series so since you're the guest here i'll let you go first what were your overall thoughts on survivor series and what we saw um this past saturday 
Yeah, I mean, there's so much we can get into. So just a very general statement, man. Stoked to be there. You know, we obviously got some pretty stellar seats. So great vantage point of everything. Uh, I thought the women's war games match stole the show. In fact, some of my favorite moments were in that match and not at the end of the show. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, I thought it was just a stellar, you know, five match card, very NXT black and gold takeover feel, you know, three or four surprises, you know, some bigger than others. Um, steady time. You know, we were out of there fairly early compared to other pay-per-views, which was great. And we stayed for the press conference, man, just a really great overall event, you know, maybe I'm biased because I, I got to hang out with you, but uh, it was, it was really just a great show, man. I thought it was awesome. I, I don't know what you thought. I mean, to be honest, bro, like, I've uh, I was listening to uh, Busted Open this morning. Shout out to past guest of the show, Dave LaGreca. Um, and I heard a lot of people saying that they feel like it's the best pay per view that WWE's had in quite some time. Hmm. Um, I have to say, the energy in that place was badass. Like, there's no other way to put it. Like, I've said it since the first time I got to go to that arena was 2018 for Money in the Bank, and I've always heard about that arena because guys like stone cold all kinds of different guys talk about how that's their favorite arena to perform in because of the acoustics because of the wooden ceiling man that bitch was loud and they were they got it jumping in there dude like it was uh you know wwe is as hot now as uh i've seen in any recent time so like you said the energy in that place was off the chain um great seats shout out to wwe thank you for having us um it was uh the thing that i like about the war game shows though that was the first time i've ever got to see war games in person uh the thing i like about the war game shows is that you start with war games and you end with war games you have bookends you got the men's and women's war games um for me I enjoyed them both, but I honestly kind of felt like uh, I thought the um, women's match, I thought last year's War Games, I enjoyed that one a little more than this year. Um, but what I really liked about the women's one is not that it wasn't a good match. I still enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, but I like that they still had the story in there too, like kind of how like uh, Charlotte and Becky, you know, had made up and then, you know, you've got the whole thing inner workings and fighting between uh damage control as well so all in all i thought that was a great match i think most of us expected them to win i think out of that it's going to be interesting i've said it on the show already i feel like we're kind of leading to i think damage control is going to put bailey out at some point uh but i think that this only kind of moves that forward and then um I really enjoyed the Miz and Gunther, which I, again, that's another one I said on the show Friday with TK Trinidad that I, I really felt like this was going to be a match that even though most people think that Gunther's just going to destroy Miz, anyone that really knows anything about wrestling knows that the Miz has been doing his thing now for shit. How long now? 15 years? You know, the guy's a, a Grand Slam champion and all that stuff. And I feel like he showed that once again um, <clears throat> with Gunther. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, the men's the men's war games for me, I think, uh, was my favorite. I liked the way that they didn't have uh, Randy Orton in the cell until the end of it. 
Although it was pretty funny when we saw Kim Morton put in a video that she was like in the front row before they ever came out. I was like, well, if she's here, you know, he's here. But uh, yeah, dude, that was pretty funny. But uh, I, I enjoyed it, dude. Like I really had a good time. The energy in that joint was something else. I mean, you had two giant pops between the CM Punk one and the uh, Randy Orton return as well which Randy Orton would looked in the best shape I think I might have ever seen him in. That dude looked fucking small at this point. Jacked up. Um, Jacked up. Dude, <laughs> this man ain't been missing a meal, a workout, no. or nothing. So uh, I don't know. Like I said, all in all, man, the energy in that place was dope. I'm really interested to see what happens with this Seth Rollins CM Punk stuff. Um, I just... I, I'm excited. You know, the thing that I like most coming out of this is that it was a great night, but it's a great feeling when you're headed into WrestleMania season and you're genuinely like, yo, I want to see what the fuck's going to happen because mm-hmm. of stuff like that kind of stuff. And that's something that we couldn't always say about WrestleMania for so long. But the fact that year after year, at least for the last couple or last few years, you know, they've got real momentum as we start to get on the road to mess WrestleMania, which that was another cool thing for me as well. Um, J bone, you watched it from home. What'd you think of survivor series, bro? I, I could only imagine the energy in, at the arena around the venue, but just being at home on the couch with what we had like five freaking kids gathered around, <laughs> dude, it brought back such a like old school wrestling feel of just like the big event. You know what I mean? Like this was big. This wasn't just another ple as they call it this these days but this had like a big fight feel all around it all saturday it's all everybody was talking about survivor series survivor series all day long but the energy leading up to it even in the pre-show with booker t on the panel and everybody they just everybody did exactly what they needed to do to make that special and it turned out to be a very very special i mean one of the better survivor series that i can think of in the past years i mean I think we just talked about it recently, the, the Keith Lee Survivor Series with NXT. That was one that was on the list. But this one, man, this one takes the cake for a long time. I mean, three returns, I guess, right, if we're counting our truth, which was huge. I thought that was great. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. And I guess for you guys, I want to ask you guys some questions, man. Like, just being at the event in the Allstate, Allstate Arena, we all know how special that arena is, especially for the city of Chicago. What was the buzz like around the area, around – the venue what were the people like just going in before we even knew because everybody thought we knew what was going to happen right we have our rumors i mean the guy sold out a damn all-state arena just based on a rumor that's huge what was the buzz like heading into the show i'll throw it to you man because i wasn't really i was in the hotel in and out so i didn't really get to talk to anybody but i didn't get to talk to a ton of people but i would i mean our hotels right next to was right next to the all-state arena um and the one thing I can say is anybody that was around there probably was there for Survivor Series because, I mean, when we walked through the hotel, I mean, kids and adults and everything, this wrestling stuff everywhere, which is, yeah. first of all, that's a dope-ass thing to see. Uh, but, like, I mean, literally everybody around there was, like, buzzing. And then you had – and then the good thing – the one thing that you can't take away from CM Punk is, man, the speculation of where this dude goes mm. gets people chirping, man. Because, like, just walking through the arena and hearing just, you know, how you'd be hearing, like, different people's conversation and stuff like that. And just, like, the different viewpoints of the people that are in the same arena. We're all going to see the same thing, but it's crazy how so many people can be so torn on it. 
And uh, what's crazy is that we're all talking about CM Punk, but that show was badass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the show like was Rob's, badass. It had a very NXT but, feel to it, man. It had like an NXT takeover feel. Like, what was it, five matches, right? That's kind of yeah. short for a, for a PLE these days. And everything was like good moments. Like maybe not the best matches. The matches were good. Don't get me wrong. But like when we were focused on NXT, it was always like what's in the ring. This is like everything surrounding it. The stories, where we're going next. Everybody wants to see what's happening next. And it was like, what do you? how do you balance it? Good moments versus good matches. I think we got a little bit of both. I think better moments than matches on this one. But fuck, did it surpass expectation, man? I thought it was great. I mean, from an outsider's perspective, it seemed like a little bit because I did my due diligence, of course, uh, from the MMA side. I tried to do my research on mm-hmm. it and kind of figure out what I was going to be covering on today's show. Hey, CM and Punk was seemed, in MMA. It, I know, but what I'm that motherfucker is, got the bag in seems, MMA now that they've released those payouts. I just want to say boy, that, right, right, right. But it seems like, from an outsider's perspective, at least, that that to your guys's point, it really did kind of overshadow the fact that maybe this event was. I've heard it from multiple outlets now that this event was huge. It really did live up to expectations and really exceeded expectations, if anything. So it's surprising to me because it seemed like every time I was looking into it, it was all CM Punk. That's that's what all the posts and that's what all the media coverage and stuff was, seemed to be about was the fact that CM Punk, you know, yeah. made his appearance. So do you guys feel like that kind of overshadowed the fact that you did have such a good event. Um, I, I, it's, it's hard I mean, to say, man. It's cause, it cause really like, is because you go with it, right? And it's here's why: because in some ways, yes, because Randy Orton hasn't been back in two years and mm-hmm. has his big comeback, and then nothing about it. Then no. yeah, you know what I mean. There was um, there was nothing. And like I say, from an outsider's perspective, if I didn't even know it was Randy Orton's return until you guys said it on the you know on the show yeah. last week when when we were breaking down the the uh, event. So yeah, right. And like well, and like, they, well that's because they had like, just announced it, was, it. We didn't, but so that Kyle's was why was it wasn't announced because it wasn't supposed to be. Like we pretty much they handed us said, "Hey, Randy's going to be there," but the place didn't sell out because of that. The place sold yeah. out because rumor has it. CM Punk could be there, you know what I mean? So it's just there's levels, man. And don't don't get me wrong, Randy's the goat. He looked great. That's probably the best Randy Orton we've seen. Yeah, dude. God, and I don't know how long the guy is incredible. He looks fucking swole right now. He looks amazing, but once again, perhaps overshadowed by CM Punk. And how do you argue the fact, man? I can't. I mean. It seems like whenever any of the uh, major promotions make their way to Chicago now and he's available at the time, that's what yeah. all the rumblings are about. It. We gotta well, see I mean, usually somebody Chicago. isn't yeah. available from one company to the next in like well, a six-month period. Well, he left AEW, went, came back, and then left again. So it wasn't even like he, he yeah. double-dipped the the pool, if you, you know, if you want to go that way with it even. Yeah, I I don't know, man. Rob, what what do you think about that one, man? Do you how did you feel about it overshadowing maybe the card or you know the return of Randy Orton? So disclaimer, I am I am notoriously not a CM Punk guy uh, on my show, and all the respect for how he has changed the business. Uh, I feel like he is very 
in part responsible for this reality era that we live in now with that pipe bomb, the, you know, your doofus son-in-law and really, really breaking the fourth wall, as he even said in that promo. Um, I feel it really changed the business in a lot of ways. He's always intriguing, always great promos, usually great rivalries, uh, MJF, Cena, the list goes on and on. Something different, a lot of that anti-hero vibe, which we'll probably talk about later. I'll put it this way. What are we talking about right now? You know, what's what's the lead? We're not burying the lead, as a lot of us journalists say. And also, um, like for me, that was not the moment of the night, uh, partially because we didn't fully experience it because we were kind of pulled out um, right before that happened when they were all celebrating the war games, which also makes me believe um, just from an instinct perspective that. Not a lot of people did know because that's exactly what I thought. I was like, yeah. these people clearly had no idea this shit was about. And to I happen. don't think Byron knew either because he shot it to a clip and he's like, oh no 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 no, which is very not non WWE. Yeah. No disrespect, just just from. Uh, no, I kind of I beeped that too because like pivoted. when he like stopped, yeah. it's like. And the thing is, I think that's cool that nobody knew in a yeah. lot of ways, but yeah, uh, that's yeah. the best part. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, and I mean, I'll tell you like this though. If this tells you anything about that pop, I think you would agree that that pop was so loud that I could hear it through not only the walls of the arena, but through into the press conference room where we were at. Yeah, we couldn't hear the music, but we could hear the crowd. We could hear the crowd through the walls, dude, in a closed room <laughs> that they had the door shut and shit. So, if so, that I mean, so t- how did that work, though? I mean, so what happened? War Games was going. The match is over. They come and we, grab you guys, say, hey, let's go. Press yeah, conference. Yeah. They probably, well, to be fair, we yeah. weren't supposed to be in there at first. I don't, I don't <laughs> know what you're talking about. Um, no, they were <laughs> and, and they were very gracious and letting us be a part of everything for first timers. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, but that being said, um, we so they were celebrating, you know, the men's war games are all celebrating, you know, um, you know, curtain call bow, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, they kind of call us all up and bring us right to the press conference room. So this way, we're not in a crowd of people all exiting at the same mm-hmm. time. And while we're in there, you know, they're setting everything up and getting ready. Byron comes out, uh, you know, setting up for the post press conference. And someone says, Punk's here. And I'm sitting going, what? Like, that is was he behind our boy Phil he... from Bleacher Report. <laughs> shout, shout and I'm like, I'm like, I'm looking. I'm like, is he behind that curtain? Or like, did someone see his stuff? Or does someone like, like, what's happening? Like, it, it, it's centralized to this room that we're in right like is is he behind that curtain like is he coming out for the press conference and then no 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 no. and then someone pulled out their phone i guess there was a monitor over there i hadn't seen the mm-hmm. small monitor it was on the table it's only like three people saw it someone pulled out the phone here he is and i'm just like so if i walk out that door you know and and i'm not notoriously a punk guy so i would have been disappointed if i was and again no disrespect but i would have liked to felt how i would have felt would i've gotten goosebumps would i be able to emote would i be like hey this is cool for all these people that made me like hurt my ears before the event even started with their chance going back to what you said about the noise and the acoustics great venue all the love to to crowd i thought new york was one of the best crowds no 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 and no disrespect but chicago man you i mean those guys brought it i would have loved to experience that um that being said though we kind of missed it so i feel like i can't answer completely on this but we're talking about it um it you know you're writing the articles what's the picture what are we leading off with here uh it's the story of cm punk very polarizing figure and i think it was like that too on tv kyle like like you guys said there was a lot of things that that i noticed it was like okay there's no way anybody knew because these guys were literally exiting the ring like they were getting ready to head up the ramp 
the the trademark thing came on the TV. I'm like, all right, it's over. All right, kids, let's pack it up. And then all of a sudden, bam, like, oh, okay, we pulled the NXT thing. Right, That's yeah, cool. it's an and NXT then, like, move. Yeah. And then, like you said, when, when we well, cut to the press the conference. the king of NXT? Right, Triple H. So when we cut to the press press conference, I noticed that, too. Byron started talking about something completely different, and they put the punk thing on the screen. I'm like, it's okay. So did anybody know, like, this is happening? And then I actually thought of that. I was like, everybody's in this room, and, like, this thing's still going off. Like, Okay, so I don't know. It just didn't line up. So maybe they kept it close to the hip, man. Maybe tri- with triple oh, H I think Khan. that's exactly what happened. I mean, maybe they basically had reports I mean, saying he walked at the same in time, in front like, of people. People have to know. The sound guy knew. I was just saying that the production, like, whoever's graphics. Sure, but I mean, like, who says that they didn't shit. tell them in the headset five minutes before he went out? I mean, maybe. Hey, here's this. Put this in. Slide, slide this in the VHS so we can play it yeah. on the big screen. I mean, we, put we it this have, way. We special, we have put it this way. Off, it ain't like they didn't have everything it. together because they already had the gra- graphic oh, sure. for Living Color and uh, yeah. blah, 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 and all the that stuff that he's... version you know, of Living Color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. right. So I'm sure they, they knew. I mean, maybe it came together at short notice, but they did it very well. Thanks, Chris. Very well put together, man. It, and like I said, it, it made for a big historical moment. Like nobody's going to forget this Survivor Series for a long, long time. So incredible. Kudos to them. I thought it was great. Loved it. Can't argue that at all. Um, before we get off of uh, Survivor Series and talk about uh, some of the stuff that we saw on Raw, um, there were other things that were uh, really interesting to me. Um, what did you think about uh the whole spot with Becky and Charlotte. I know you said that you like the women's war games match best. Um that to me was one of the biggest things that stuck out and it was one of the main things that Charlotte talked about in the press conference after the fact. Um is the fact that you know her and Becky had reunited. So what were your thoughts on uh that part and what we saw in the women's war game uh match rap? Yeah, that was actually my favorite part of the nut. And again, no disrespect to any anyone else or any big moments. To me, the moment where they hugged was my favorite part of the whole night. You know, we talk about moves and we talk about moments, you know, and, you know, WWE is a, a big moments company, which I think is great. Also, that moonsault off the, the top by Charlotte. Oh, phenomenal, man. man. Sometimes she throws that corkscrew in. Maybe we'll do that next time. But picture perfect. I mean, just amazing. No fear either, too. Like yeah. no hesitancy. Got up there, did her thing. Great. I love the match, but about the, you know, that's the moves talking about the moments before they hugged each other. It was almost like that. They were both hyped. They're both, and they just looked at each other. You know, timing's very important in this business and they didn't wait too long and they didn't go too quickly. And it was just that embrace. And it's one of those things, man, like it felt very real. And to me, I was even wondering like weeks leading up to survivor series. Cause I thought they had announced uh, Becky's book and I'm like, I wonder if she goes into detail. Mm-hmm. Becky's, we've always been a very pro Becky show going back to oh, NXT even. And I was like, I wonder if she has a chapter about Charlotte or that relationship. And, you know, we talk about great dance partners, Adam Cole and MJF, you know, people who are, you know, frenemies, you know, are they better as tag? Are they better as opponents? Are they all of the above? And they're just so fantastic. And I'm like, I wonder if they'll revisit this. Like, I wonder if it really was personal issues. I wonder if it was just like, hey, let's separate them. They've done everything they can do. Maybe a little bit of both. Like I always say, it doesn't have to be this way or this way. It could be, there's always that gray area, man. Um, and I'm like, I wonder. And then they, sure enough, they do the phone call thing with Becky. Uh, and then she comes in. So I'm like, oh, that's cool to see them together. They tease a little something, the dissension on SmackDown, mm-hmm. which is there. 
And then that hug, man, it's just like, that's amazing. But also, like you said in the press conference, Becky got a little emotional, a little choked up. Yeah, there's a, there was a moment there, you know, and I was going to ask them about that moment. Uh, that was my question was going to be like, you know, we talk about moves and moments. Talk about what went through your mind, you know, going through that moment, you know, you know, just kind of like uh, almost like Blink-182. They came out with that new album, you know, everyone's friends again, like the songs about healing and I love you, man. And, you know, why does it take a sickness or an airplane crash for us to get back together? Uh, and it's beautiful, man. And I love it. And I think they're going to be maybe challenging for the tag team titles or maybe just the stories in their relationship. I'm here for it in any form or fashion, man. It's my favorite part of the night. Can't say enough good things. I can't argue that, bro. I mean, I if they if the they were to get the tag title. Oh, it's so good. It's so <laughs> real, man. <laughs> Let's go. Did, did, did you see it's him on tour awesome. or not yet? No, no, I haven't no, gotten to see no. him. No, no, do it. They're, they're, we just I went will. to Metallica and Pantera and Metallica and Five Finger, though. That was pretty Ooh, badass. That's a little different. That's okay. You got some good drumming in there, too. So, hell yeah. And they had Zach Wild on the guitar for, for Dimebag, too. It was dope. Wow. Shout out to past guests of the show, Chris Kale and the boys from <laughs> Five Finger Death Punch. But, no uh, kidding. Look at you. Hey man, he's a he's a good dude. He uh, so yeah. that was a funny story because our guy Justin James, who's a guy I've trained with since I was fourteen, coaches him in extreme couture, and so <clears throat> that's how we linked up. And he heard the story about how my dad crashed the car on the last way, uh, the last concert we went to was Five Finger, and he totaled the car. And so he heard the story, DM me, and came through. Couldn't have been a nicer dude. He brought us to the concert and all that shit when they were classy. here in Detroit. So. Classy. Yeah, he's a good dude. He reached out to me yeah. too. I talked to him about uh the press conference too. So uh yeah, man, it's uh it was a good time. But um I agree with you. I think that was one of the high points uh in the show for me was the Becky and Charlotte thing. Uh I think if they went the route like you're saying, it'd be pretty cool because I mean it definitely would be a way to give uh the tag titles more steam on them. I mean, no disrespect to chelsea green and piper niven but i mean if we're talking star power charlotte and becky will put those on the map the same way as what i feel like we saw in a way with uh sasha banks and trinity or i was trinity um, now but naomi then i will say i'm sorry go ahead no 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 man it's your show brother no i just just want to say between you guys like what would you rather though like a like a tag team title run would you rather like a like the friendly like i love you man type title run or would it be like the I know who the fuck you are, and I'm not going to turn my back so you can stab me in the back type title. Like, what would you guys rather I'll, there? I'll say A, because we kind of did, not that they were tag team partners, but we kind of did, like, the frenemies thing. And and we see always see that like that strange bedfellow tag team or, like, that tension. Uh, we sat, see that a lot going on. I think it's like, like I said, like the Blink-182 album, bro. It's like the yeah. healing. It's the feel good. Um, You know, the dissension will be with their opponents, you know, or whoever they go against in some good storylines. I just wanted to, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to say. No, you're um, I feel like Chelsea and Piper are actually doing a fantastic, like a really good job with what they've been given um, because those tag titles have been somewhat obscure. Unfortunately, it's felt that way and they're doing their thing. Like Chelsea's utilizing every second. I'm a big fan of Piper Niven. Thank goodness. They got rid of that do drop thing. Thank uh, God. She's fantastic, <laughs> man. But I, they're doing what they can uh, with the time they're given, man. And I feel like slowly, but surely they're, they're elevating those titles. Um, and I just, I just didn't want that to get lost, but I get what you're saying too, man. It'd be great to see Charlotte and Becky challenge. Okay. He says you bring up a point with having Becky and Charlotte as a tag team might as well, because he thinks Becky's taking the belt off of Rhea. 
Any thoughts on that point? J Bone, what do you think about that one? Dude, that if anybody who I mean, you think it'd have to be Becky, because who else? Rhea's. I mean, granted, Jade. I'd like to see Rhea be in the ring more. Jade would be a good one. I'd love to see Rhea Ripley defend the belt more, but everything else that she's doing, dude, is 100% class A great shit right now. She's untouchable almost at this point with everything she's doing. But and do you think it could be Becky to try to take the belt off her at one of the nights of uh, Mania? Or do you I, I think, think it's going to be? If I had to pluck one out of the main roster right now, yeah, it would be Becky. I think we'd have to. If not, it Star power wise, I think it'd have to be Jade. I think that's just where we're at. I don't want to see. See, Charlotte the only here. thing with Jade, I think that would be great, but I feel like the only way you could really do that is if Jade came in and won the Royal Rumble. Because Maybe. otherwise, I don't feel like we. Maybe I don't care. Right well, that's what I'm saying though. But that's the only way that I like that. But the only way that scenario works is if she goes in and then you know, wins the rumble and runs rough shot real quick and then gets to call her shot because otherwise, I mean, let's face it between November and WrestleMania, you can't really tell me that Jade's going to have enough time to really like win a bunch of matches unless they just have her Goldberg like they did in AEW. But something tells me that I don't Please see that. No. Please no. That's why <laughs> no, I said, no I don't see that happening. So if we're talking titles, I think the only way, that Jade gets near one that quick is if she wins the Royal Rumble. Like if she debuted and then just like went rough shot. But I could see her also, you know, I mean, there's always a big thing for who's going to be number 30. I mean, shit, I wouldn't be surprised if she showed up as number 30 and then just threw them all out. So major debut right there. Yeah. I definitely think Maybe. that that's a thing, but I it's definitely going to be, in my opinion, needs to be one hell of a challenger to take the belt off of Rhea, in my opinion, because yeah. agree with you 100%, J-Bone, her run has been badass. Mommy's been on top for a long time, and I feel like it's going to take a hell of a competitor to knock her off the mountain on I this one. it's funny when, that we all of us smile when, when anybody says that. I mean, it's kind of funny, but I mean, look, it's even funny, the dude. even the females get a kick out of it too. So it is what it is. Well, so before we get off Survivor Series, I want to ask you guys number one, two questions. Number one. number one, right there. Number so, one, Hulk Hogan, hot flow. Obviously, we got the Punk thing. We got the Viper thing. Randy Orton was great. Other than those two guys, who's your MVP of Survivor Series? Mm. Just pick one person, man or woman, who I don't want to say stole the show, but who came out better than they went into the Survivor Series. Rob, I'll let you go first. I got to think uh, about that. I need to let it marinate, but I, and that's great. Okay, well, question. hold on. If you guys want to sit on that for, for a second, I got a question for Corey, too. Because, Corey, obviously, you're the outsider in the whole wrestling world. You do the MMA stuff for us, man. But knowing the punk situation, you've, seen, you've heard us talk about it, the AEW stuff versus WWE stuff. All the things he said, how do you feel as an outsider for him to come back to WWE, pretty much say I'm home now, how do you feel? That's not kind of what he that. said. That is what that's he pretty, said. That's exactly what he it's, said. Yeah. So, uh, listening to uh, Ariel Hawani break it down on Monday, I feel like he did a pretty good job, as he usually does with the uh, breaking down the kind of rough what what the MMA fan needs to know if they care to follow bits of wrestling, and that's what I feel like that was. And he he broke it down as the simple fact of a. What kind of role do we see him in now that he is back with WWE? If, if he's going to be running his way towards the title and stuff like that again, then it's, it has to do that way, at some point. Either way, to me, it's just 
it, it's a little weird, man. To go from that being like his initial, like he made his name on the Indies, then made his like stardom essentially in WWE, then to go to AEW and make this whole big thing. Kyle likes to bring it up all the time. We were there when he made his debut uh, mm-hmm. in Chicago, and that was a huge deal then. And I, I feel like fans love him. It's not milking it, but at the same time, it kind of feels like he's milking it a little bit. And then to be the like one foot in, one foot out with the AEW situation, I don't know what. Well, he's not to... got anything to do with AEW well, I, now. I promise. I, I, <laughs> I understand that now. That's look, let me get there. That's where I feel like it, for him to go from that point to be kind of then released for the second time, where it was like a total full release, then to. Now, we kind of assumed it would happen, that he might make his way back to WWE. I know it was a huge shocker, but I feel like it was also a huge assumption, too, that he would make his way back. Like you guys said, he basically sold out an arena on just the rumor that he would be there. So, mm-hmm. I I don't know, man. I, I feel like, depending on what his role is and what we see in the future, will be depending on kind of what my opinion is. I feel like he didn't I, – I don't know. I, I don't know how I don't want to shit on his career because I feel like he's done really good, but to have extended breaks and extended trouble following him and then to just always have this huge uproar. I know it's Chicago, so that's always gonna be his hometown. He's always Well, Corey, I don't know if you there. heard this stat just but, so you know it though. They said that his return is the most watched social clip WWE's ever had. It's got 87 ever. million views. <laughs> so apparently I'm just in the minority and thinking maybe he's Bro, looking at it. By time, know, listen, like I drove I drove an hour. Just that big of a thing. Yeah. You know? I drove an hour to watch this at my buddy's <laughs> house. By the time I got back home from after the show, it had like 16 million views. That's Wild. incredible, dude. That's yeah. incredible yeah. <laughs> for social media. It, it's amazing, dude. Uh, I know I've watched it probably 15 times. My my kiddo is watching it, probably watching it right now. But it's it's just something that it, it's a special moment, dude. It's huge. It's going to be there forever now. But back to my question to you guys. Did you guys figure out an MVP yet? I think so. I think so. Did you pluck one? All right. Who you got? I'll go. I'll go. I'll give uh, Bianca an honorable mention. I thought it was cool just, and always huge fan of Bianca. But her coming in, seeing like more of that, like – weaponized war game side of her when she came in because we didn't see the just bam bam like with the whip like let's go um i think there was a double suplex like seeing that side of her i was like okay like is there literally anything she can't do like she was amazing so bianca shout out um and everyone was just great like we talked about becky and charlotte like i love where that's headed like the emotion there but watching there drew impressed me just seeing him in person man he is the truth but I think Jey Uso, really, man, when he came in, the energy behind him and his performance, man, uh, you know, a little bit of, you know, channeling the rock and some of those punches, man, a little swagger in there, man. He's got something, man. And he is just, you know, sometimes when you're doing the tag team thing for a long time, it's a little bit harder to translate in terms of like move set and work rate to the single stuff, man. And he is just doing it. And then we saw some of the stuff uh, with him and Orton on Raw, which – I absolutely love is he's like, and I mean, everyone like, and he's like, no, nah, no, nah, we're cool, bro. Like I'm here for whatever that's going to do. Cause it's Randy Orton. Like, yeah. and I'm just like waiting for it. that's marinating too, but I'll go Jay Uso. All right. Um, 
So this one's kind of tough because, again, I said that, like I said earlier, I mean, the show itself was just fire overall, in my opinion. So I really enjoyed it from start to finish. But as far as an MVP for the night goes, um, I think it's Cody Rhodes for me. Uh, because even though we had the blood and guts match in AEW, which like I said on last week's show, like technically he might not have been in war games, but he's been in war games. So, uh, so for him to be in his dad's match and I'm so pissed that I couldn't get a chance to ask him this when we were in the press scrum, I was trying so hard to get them to give me a question how nobody asked about the bull rope. I don't understand. Like, we're talking about how it's his family's match and you got a Rhodes and a Flair both in the war games again. And then and then he comes in with the bull rope, his dad's signature. Um, that was really cool for me. I thought it was really cool how uh, Randy, you know, kind of passed off the win to Cody so that he could hit his finish and win the match with it being his dad's match. Um and I think that this gives Cody the momentum needed, especially with them announcing on Raw, which we're going to get to that here in a second. But the way that it led into Raw, where he was the first person to declare himself for the Royal Rumble, which, ring the bell! There might be a t-shirt coming with that soon, but uh, I'll be at t- the Royal Rumble in Tampa, ready to get the fuck out of this cold weather, and we've only had it for a few days, but I digress. Um, <laughs> but with that said, um, I think it's got to be Cody. I think it's got to be because I think that this was a good way to kind of like shoot him off towards uh, what's next for him. And I liked the way on Raw, how when he came out and spoke, he talked about um, there's only one, you know, one ending for me, which is why he wants to be in the Royal Rumble, you know, um, to go back at Roman. So for me, I think it would be Cody Rhodes. What about you? You're making us pick who was your MVP, you dick. Oh, I wasn't expecting this. Um, no, you can't I, dish it out and not be ready for it. What? Come on. No, but I'm going to throw out an honorable mention, and, I, and I'll be the first to say it. I wasn't excited for this because of the you know the, the taking away from Carlito and all that. I still don't even know what happened there. But Dragon Lee, as my honorable mention, man, for him to step up, he that, he played a big role in, in that. That's, I mean, we're talking Survivor Series, dude. Him and, and Santos Escobar, dude, that was big for them. That's a big step, and they put on a great show, great match. Um, but if I'm picking one guy, dude, I don't want to just ride the coattails of you and pick Cody, but I'm going to pick Drew McIntyre because the stature of that guy during war games, like you almost feared him, at least from the TV standpoint. A lot of times the camera was on him while he was in that cage. You, know, you want to see what's going to happen between him and Priest, but he makes it so believable inside a, a match like that with, with his physicality and his aggressiveness. like. He's like when they say like who are you gonna put against Brock? Like I believe that he will go kick Brock's ass. You know what I mean? Like he made it believable as a six six whatever. What is he fucking five hundred pounds? I don't fucking know. Big muscle. Five, he's definitely not five hundred pounds. Whatever he is, he's a fucking <laughs> monster. But fucking dude, he stood out above the rest. I mean, you had all your layers: Cody, the story. You had everything involving Randy Orton, the CM Punk thing. You still had Drew. Kind of. So, do you think he's gonna go heel now? Above. Is that what do you think we're gonna see yeah. next now? Did you? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, th- I think he's he's go- he's gonna be a great heel. He's gonna be a feared heel. We're gonna fear him, and rightfully so. You should look at the guy. You know what I mean? So for me, that's that's the MVP. And I, another honorable mention would have to be the Miz. I, I yeah, 
I love the Miz, man. But I was like, like you know when like old school wrestling, you watch those guys like fighting up. Like how this guy, I hope he cheats to win because he's like, there's no way he could just beat Gunther, right? Like, cheat, kick him in the balls. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you were cheering for that for the Miz, man. So, like, you wanted to see him do well. But yeah, that's all I got on that. Drew, my MVP. <laughs> I like it. I can see that. That, that, I mean, I think Drew has been at the top of his game, and I hope for his sake he gets to go back at the title at some point, especially with, like, we've talked about it, nauseam, his reign being what it was with pandemic yeah. and all that stuff. I really do hope at some point he gets back near the title. But, all right, as we get into Monday Night Raw, obviously, Rob, I know you saw by the time you got back to your hotel, because if you didn't, you weren't looking at social media, but tell me, your thoughts on what we saw at the end of war games after CM Punk coming out and Seth Rollins giving a couple birds and FUs to uh uh old CM Punk. Do you think a hundred percent work? Or do you think that we you know, or do you think that it was kind of real life bleeding in, but it like we've heard in so many of the best stories, two guys don't gotta like each other for things to work out. I'll keep. The, I'll try to keep this as short as I can. I have a lot to say on it. I, I talked about it on the pod. We're getting into it. First of all, J Bone, great stuff. I'm poaching you for my show. Uh, sorry, Kyle. Appreciate that being that. that that being said, I, I kid. Um, notoriously, again, uh, not a CM Punk guy. Just, just um, you know, we're, I'm choosing my words carefully here. I remember back to the ROH days, man, and and you know, firsthand accounts of after he had left there, he left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth this is before WWE. um i think it was like people at the merch table or whatever um like oh punk's gone. oh yeah thank goodness you know like little like little jabs and things i noticed and like going way back before WWE. so maybe diff and again i don't work with the guy just word of mouth kind of stuff difficult to work with we saw what played out with WWE. we saw what played out with the aw we saw what played out with the aw again um you know, it's like a fool me once kind of a thing. And and Triple H, great with the media. He handled it perfectly. Um, and, and, you know, he's working, but like we're on a level playing field. You know, we're starting over here. If you don't grow in 10 years, which was actually a great line, if you don't change yeah. in 10 years kind of a thing. But that being said, I'm watching this and I, I could run it two ways. Like I, I never say 100% this. I'm Like I said earlier in the show, it's never just black and white or this and that. There's always that gray area, right? Um, could be a little bit of this, a little bit of that scenario one. Nobody knew like it. I had that vibe when we got pulled in and then he's, that's here, what like, I, and that's yeah. what I told them when I talked to them, like yeah. the fact that they pulled us in like that. Cause I feel like when I looked at the media guy, I feel like they almost felt bad that they pulled us out of there mm. because they didn't know that that was going to happen, which again, kudos to WWE, because I really do feel like nobody really knew, which is a good, right. Yeah. Where whether he was coming or not, and that's how those things are best when nobody truly knows. And I mean, if it's that, like I said, I would almost be willing to bet you they probably told Michael Cole in his headset probably five minutes before that or something like that. And obviously, the sound guy knew once he told him to play it, you know what I mean. But from all accounts that we've heard so far, he basically walked in right before he walked out and walked right through in front of people. So, I mean, I don't think a lot of people knew because. Yeah. Even the PR guys looked kind of shocked when people were like, no, CM Punk's here. 
and we're the journalists like that's that is the lead you know like that is yeah. no and again we talked about it earlier no disrespect to anybody else you know i know what my favorite part of the show was was the women's war games um but that you know as a journalist that's something you want to be in the arena for i think had they known they would have had oh wait you know just wait just wait a minute but um, yeah that being said the pivot from byron was very uncharacteristic of wwe I thought the mannerisms, not just the, you know, the, is it a work, is it a shoot with Seth, but very non-WWE, the middle fingers, the, there were some lip-reading videos out, the things he said, he better not be back there when oh, I get yeah. back there, some expletive, lots of expletives, um, even just seeing his mannerisms or all of their mannerisms. So let's play scenario A, right? Nobody knows except sound guy, Nick Khan, Triple H, graphics guy, right? <laughs> That's it. Because uh, I don't think Byron knew, and I don't think any of the press people knew. Um, that being said, we're running that scenario. He comes out based on everybody's mannerisms. When he comes out, the good guys in the cage and the bad guys in the cage, all just kind of staring. And like, they're not like emoting, you know, like they, they are like, they're reacting, like they're selling it, but they're not like animated. Is, I guess what I'm saying. Like they were like, all kind of doing the same thing. Right. Checking their, like they, all of them, like randy did it when he was sitting in the chair you see Rhea doing funny. it outside yeah. the cage flipping and she flipped him off too and uh yeah, yeah. you know like it i thought really... she i thought she flipped off a, a, a kid or a fan that she was okay messing well with maybe or... that could be i just and, and she's she... great i'm not hating at all she was no just no totally really, yeah, i yeah. totally could be but it looked like to me she tapped her the watch thing and then i thought i saw her flip him off so it could have been a fan but um the fact that everybody kind of seemed to have that same, like, what the fuck was that kind of timing gave me the sense that I don't think people knew, or if they did, they didn't know yeah. ahead of time kind of thing, which again, as we all know, as wrestling fans, that's what makes those things work the best. So, oh, right. So I mean, I just real quick, you're I'm, I'm trying to, cause I'm trying to run the scenarios. I always try to like call it down the middle kind of a thing, right? Like, like yeah. a good referee. Right. Um, <laughs> so they're all just kind of like you said like the same kind of look like randy kind of plays and he takes a chair he waves and like punk which is silly and you got to think from randy's perspective you had orton chance all night you had punk's chance all night you have this big reveal if i'm randy orton i come out and he handled it very well i come out this is my return crisp as anything like you guys said looked great uh, amazing what a moment for him and then just not to be told and then have this like I, it could rub you the wrong way total pro didn't do it he waved he just sat down didn't make a thing out of it. Total pro. Total pro. I pop for it. But say no one knows, right? We see these things from Seth. Very un-WWE. That being said, it was he was kind of pacing when they were all doing like that same kind of reaction. He was just kind of pacing. So maybe it was genuine. And maybe it was like, you know how you start to get heated, you start to pace. Again, these guys are full of adrenaline. They just did a war yeah. games match, you know? They're fighters. I work with wrestlers, man. I know how it be. There's conversations backstage. There's, there's, there's a lot of feelings, you know? <laughs> so... We run the scenario that maybe it was a little little bit of a work or a little bit of like, hey, like, don't tell anyone. But, you know, Seth, all right, someone's going to come out and like just react, you know, and maybe he did a little bit of that because he waited till the cameras were off. off. Like that was not on unless I think the cameras were off at that point. Yeah, I believe that was so. all fan footage. Yeah. So he, you know, and he knew it would get out there. I don't think he was concerned about that. But the more and more I see, I it, think they knew it would get out there. Yeah, well, exactly. And um, it, it's. It's very un-WE, but that being said, 
it, it it really plays into any sort of angle they're going towards. There were reports that that Drew kind of stormed off backstage, but at the same time, like as a journalist, like I try to be fair, like maybe just went home. Pay per is over, you know. <laughs> like you know, sometimes people kind of stretch the truth. They they addressed it very briefly on Raw, which I thought was crazy. But I'm I'm of the theory that you never work your lock locker room because trust is very important in something like that. So you, you almost feel like you a fool in a way, you know? Um, but at the same time, you said it was kept secret, you know, it was for all the right reasons. Did it rub some people the wrong way? I'm sure it did. Everyone's going to feel differently about it. Um, Seth straight up called him a hypocrite. You know, I, I could get that, you know, Seth's been carrying that raw show, that brand on mm -hmm. his back. That's why his back's so beat up for years and years and years, man. So I get it. I think he has every right to feel that way. If it's real, I'm just going to say it's that gray area. Maybe it's one of those things. It's like, hey, react. And and it got a little real, you know, I, I can't say, but made it very interesting. We're talking about. Yeah. I mean, I think Seth knows, too. I and mean, I mentioned this earlier. He knows what's going to make the money. Right. Whether you like the guy or not, you know where the money's at. And let's like you said, Seth's been carrying that raw brand for a long time now. For a guy to just come back. Now we're stepping over Jey Uso, potentially Drew McIntyre. Nakamura sitting there. These are matches we'd love to see, but popularity-wise, we are going to be jumping over these guys. But what's the best bang for your buck here is to make a scene, make get yourself in there. Maybe you didn't know that was going on. I don't know. But how do you implement yourself into that story is be a part of it. Make a scene. And, I mean, he threw the title, man. I seen the footage where the music hit, and he had the belt, and he was standing there, and he launched that title. I mean, Cody was the one that picked it up and gave it back to him. And it became real uncharacteristic of WWE, like you said. I mean, it was Michael Cole and Graves out there holding them back. It wasn't right. security. It was, I mean, a couple guys, but like, it was just odd. Like Cole, Cole's probably the head of that whole production, right? Like he's the guy in charge out there. If things go wrong, Cole's probably going to step in if he needs to. And I feel like he did at that point. Like it, I think everybody just kind of didn't know what was happening. What do we do? Just keep these guys over here until the cameras off, and then let them go. You know what I mean? So the gray area is something I like in wrestling. I mean, I know the reality of what's real and what's fake nowadays. I think that if it comes back, I'm with that man. And punk's the guy that's always been the head of that spear. What's real, what's fake. You know what I mean? So I'm for it. I'm with it, man. I'm here for it. Not to mention again, like we talked about, I mean, two guys don't need to be best friends in order for them to, you know, have great matches. And I mean, I think there's not two people that understand that more than CM Punk and Seth Rollins. So, I mean, realistically, like you said, Rob, I mean, Seth Rollins knows if he's CM Punk's first big pay-per-view match back, whether that's Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, whatever it is, dude, that's got money Just written all over it for him. Back in the brain. So, <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, why, why wouldn't Seth want, you know, want that match? And there's so, so much I there. Think you know, you could say so much. Seth is going to be able to say so much. And Punk knows that. He knows what's coming. Hypocrite this, two-faced this, you know, whatever. You said this, you've been tearing this place down. It all plays into the story. Well, I, and that see. leads into what we just talked about, too, and that I think there was a lot of truth to what he, or at least for him, I feel like there was a lot of what he actually felt to what he's saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's not, let's not forget, it's the same guy who six months ago said that CM Punk was a cancer. Mm-hmm. And I don't think and, anybody and knew he was Punk coming was back six months guy. ago. Telling MJF, like, go ahead and go over there. You buy one, get one, half, whatever the fuck he said about oh. WrestleMania. Remember that line? 
you know, the buy one, get the next night off type deal. Like he was talking a lot of shit and he's been throwing jabs at WWE. So it's, if they give Seth free reigns to say what he wants to CM Punk, and we all know like it's not going to start no shit, we're just going to make money off this. Take my money, I'll, I'll buy the. <laughs> well, full, I'll think buy about the it in this sense, like in the old days. Think about it in this sense. Do you guys remember when they had the feud between The Rock and Cena? I mean, think about that. Yeah. I remember watching those promos like, yo, these dudes are kind of cutting each other up a little yeah, bit. Real. Like, yo, yeah. what the fuck? The so the I mean. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, shit was getting real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Go get some fruity pebbles. But uh, oh, you know, <laughs> I mean, like I'm I said, tired. when the when those get that hot, I mean, you hear uh you've heard past guests of the show, Eric Bischoff, say it, you know, controversy creates cash. Okay. That's right. So again, people don't gotta be best friends to put on good shit. Look at Edge and Matt Hardy. Look mm-hmm. at um uh, let's see. You got, I mean, dude, you can go the down tails all this time, dude. I mean, Brett yeah, you Sean, get the point. I'm not going to sit here and think about it, but shit. off the top of my head, I mean, who could have been more pissed off at somebody than Matt Hardy at edge or vice versa? Yeah. Like, and they exactly. still did what they did. So, I mean, at the, the end cool, of the day, I remember what, what I hear is I might've heard it on busted open, but if Hulk Hogan can come back to WWE after all the shit that went down in court with him and Mr. McMahon, Bro, true. anything's possible here. Like, this is wrestling, bro. That's the beauty of it. Anything is possible. What's the tagline again? Never say never. Right. Jimmy and Hayes I, and I would even argue this. <laughs> now that he went to AEW and it went the way it went, I mean, don't you think that there's got to be somewhat of a thought for him as, as in, like, you know what? I went over <laughs> the other side and maybe you realize, damn, maybe they don't. There are this, this, and this. Like, whether that's production level, whether that's – um the the fans that they've got in there and how much they're selling out right now, you see that things aren't the same as WWE when you go elsewhere. And I yeah. feel like him coming back there now, he knows that he's back in the biggest company in the business. And I think, and I would have to hope, and I could be wrong, but I would like to think that CM Punk's got to be thinking about this. Like, look, the way I went out of WWE the first time wasn't the way I wanted to go out. Certainly the way things ended in AEW, that wasn't the way I want to go out. I got a feeling that he's got to be on all best intentions, that he wants this to be a great last run for him. And let's not forget, I think we can all agree that if that kind of shit, like what happened at the press conference, would have happened in WWE. Oh, yeah. His mic would have been cut the fuck off. Oh, there wouldn't have been an hour long, t- like a twenty minute tirade of him just, just like the power plug on everything. Like see, the guys, screen would have went cameras black and everything. What would have happened? Yeah, they don't play that shit there, which is good. I mean, it's it's a it's a tight ship in WWE. I think we all know that, especially with the merger. You're a bit more on the public now. I'm not saying that. You have to cuff CM Punk, but he's gonna have to shape up a little bit if if everything we hear is true. Because let's face it, AEW was a ship that had no captain, pretty much. Tony Khan just—they're new. WWE's a groom thing, so it's night and day, man. So he's just gonna have to get it together, and I think he will. Okay, well, what do you guys think about the promo we saw on Raw? Okay, we heard we heard him say I'm home and things of that nature in there and saying that he knows that everybody's not too happy with him being here, which again, like you said, Rob's alluding to the same thing like we've been talking about with Seth Rollins. But 
what do you guys think of what we saw from the promo for him the first time him speaking in a WWE forum since in 10 years? J-Bone, take me, it away. Uh, You're, killing it. You're killing uh, it, brother. <laughs> thank you, man. I'm, I'm a fan. Uh, so I think he did it the right way. Because, I mean, everybody on the internet wanted him to go in there and just put his foot on the AEW neck. And as we all know, in WWAs, if you don't talk about them, they don't exist. So just don't talk about them, right? Which I think is fine. They probably don't want that. I think we'll get that later on. We'll AEW mentioned CM Punk. They mentioned him. On right? Saturday. So, <laughs> right. So here we are, like, who's who's getting the most out of this? You know what I mean? AEW is shooting themselves in both feet right now. Malachi right. Black said something about CM Punk when he was talking yeah. shit on Collision. Yeah. Oh, wow. um, but as far as the promo, man, I mean, I think he he planted his flag. You know, when he left, he was one of the best in there. He was top tier. And now that he's back, you have to deal with him. And if you don't like it, do better. Because, hey, I've been gone for, what, nine years? And I'm back, and I'm the top guy again. And I haven't even laced my boots yet. So if you don't like me, do better than me, as they say, right? So. I'm all for it. Plant your flag, dude. Talk your shit. If they can't walk with you and step with you in the ring, they shouldn't be there in the first place. Let's go. Business, right? What do you say? I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. I like that. I like it. (laughs) If it makes dollars, it makes sense. That that is not always true. Not not a way to live your life, but in the business business world, sometimes they say that. I'm actually going to I'm going to go the other way, bro. Uh, and and you're spitting facts and you're spitting knowledge. Um, you know, a lot of the feedback has been a little bit watered down, not what we expected. I'll be I'll, and I listened to Busted Open today. Shout out to Mark Henry and Bully. They they kind of said, "Hey, you know what? This is him kind of like getting some things off his chest. This is him being very genuine, very real side of him we haven't seen. We we talked about the healing with the Blink-182 mm-hmm. and the Becky and Charlotte. Like this is kind of his healing. I like the unexpected. I, I I was like, "Okay, okay." When he said, "I have two words." I'm like, "Is he going to say I'm sorry?" Like that's what, what my yeah. head went. He goes, "I'm home." And that to me, and I'm not going to lie, like, you know, they were saying on Busted Open how how, you know, everyone's saying watered down. No, it's not watered down. The first when I watched that promo and I'm just being real to myself, the first two words that came to my mind were watered down and no no disrespect. I know I keep saying that, but he goes, I'm home. You know, this is, you know, where I'm supposed to be. And I'm sure he truly felt that way. I don't know if that's what the fans want to see this anti-hero. What's he going to say? Kind of a guy. Um, Is he going to address Seth? Is he going to address Drew? I'm waiting for the jabs, man. And he's not going to name people by names, but he's going to have a clever line or two. He goes into bit. He's been known to go into business for himself uh, in other promotions uh, and not to say it won't happen, but you know, triple H said in the press conference, right? A level playing field and they ask well what's next for cm punk and he's like well you know i'm excited to see what that is you know we'll find out. it's like bro you booked this like um, <laughs> you know but that's the right again he's a he's a master like triple h knows what he's doing man uh he should be a politician but <laughs> like he's he's running a good business man he was great with the media um but i digress the thing with punk man i watched that promo i don't know if and they waited till the end i called out i'm like they're gonna wait till the end of the show we got monday night football we're watching to see punk last couple minutes not what people i would say expected or wanted i like i'm all about like the healing and the realness um and and you know that what we didn't expect i'm here for it but like something about it just to me and, and again i've been very critical of punk i'll be the first one to admit it. i've said it several times something about it felt very manufactured 
which and, and it's thought out, it's planned, it's WWE, it's it's business. I get it. Um, like the like you said, the other company does not exist. Um, you know, this is this, this is that. And then he kind of like you said at the end, it was like it was about the money kind of a thing, which was I think because he said all this kind of like not mushy, but all this kind of like healing kind of stuff, which we didn't expect. And I'm home kind of stuff. Then he kind of said, but it's about the money or something. And then it was like, oh, okay. Like that's the edgy part. And like, to me, I don't think that's the way you go, or this is just a really slow burn. And they've been killing it with long-term storytelling. You know, Triple H has been big on that since Johnny and Champa. I think that's where it all started. Then the bloodline, then Sammy, Cody, damage control, all that stuff. That being said though, man, something about it just, it didn't feel, it didn't feel like punk. It didn't feel like punk to me. Again, I've been very critical of the guy, but I, I like that it was different, but I don't know if that's what people, he's the anti-hero. Like, I don't know if that's what people are tuning in to see right now. And uh, I'm interested to see where it goes. I think Bully said it best when he kind of said that it seemed like a safe promo in a lot of ways. Mm, yeah. um, I think I think he said what he needed to say, but didn't really push the like the boundaries too much on it. But there were elements of it that I kind of noticed, like those CM Punk digs, like when he was saying like uh, the stuff related towards Seth Rollins, like where he stopped and he's like, everybody seems to be happy of me being back, but I know not everybody's happy to see me back yeah. or whatever the exact wording was. He still has that little edge to it. Um, I think he had to know that there might be some skepticism uh with him coming back in there and i feel like it all kind of just it's going to be hard to really tell how i really feel about what we see from cm punk until I, until we know like what way he's going and who he's going to go after and and what this run's going to look like because you know they also said on busted open i think that it's been projected that he signed a deal for like three to five years so if he signed wow. a deal for three to five years, then that means he's going to be around for a minute, which means they've got time to get him into some really meaty stuff. I also liked how he quoted and said that a wise man once told him, you know, about things too. So again, he's tying into the fact we all know Paul Heyman has been with the bloodline and been the wise man for Roman Reigns through this whole historic title reign. Once again, here's the fingerprints of Paul Heyman on again let's not forget when cm punk had the record setting uh title reign that he had it was what 434 days or some shit like, like that, that yeah. and he had uh paul Heyman with him so yeah. i like the little throwbacks but as far as my excitement as to what he's gonna do it kind of is gonna depend on for me where we see them go next obviously it looks like it's gonna be him and seth but how we get there I think yeah. is going to determine a lot of that uh, for me, um, Rob. Wait, before we get out of here, have, on, Kyle, would you rather see him have like a bunch of good matches with with good guys on the show leading up to Seth, or would you rather kind of be like a special attraction type thing? Um, I feel like you got to get him in the ring a couple times at least to be able to like get WWE fans who weren't watching yeah. back then maybe a little more satiated with CM Punk. But, uh, I mean, I just want to see him in there with Nakamura. Was like Gargano. Yeah. Give, me, give me Punk Gargano. Yes, man. I just, there's so many guys that I just want to see him get in there and tangle. Speaking with. of matches that we're going to see, I mean, I, I agree with the, to answer your question. Um, I think I obviously they're going to have to get him in the ring. They need to have, uh, 
you know, have him in there with some good guys so people can get him back on there. But I at least like at least this time that as opposed to when he came back in AEW, at least he was in the ring a little bit at AEW. So it's not going to be like full on ring rust. I mean, obviously he was hurt with uh, was it his shoulder or was back or whatever he had at one time. Yeah, it's his foot. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He had gotten hurt with a couple different things while he's in AEW. So, I mean, at least he was in the ring there. And so it's not like it's a full ring rust thing. But again, I think I think we're going to see some good stuff. I think he knows what he's got in front of him and he knows he's got the opportunity to be able to kind of rewrite the ending for himself in WWE. So I feel like that's going to be on the forefront. Um, But it'll be interesting nonetheless to see where we go, because then we also got to see where Randy Orton goes. Like, I mean, obviously we saw on Monday, you know, we had the interaction with uh, Mommy and uh, Judgment Day. I don't know if he's going to go and, you know, fight Judgment Day. Awesome match with Dom. Unbelievable, dude. Yeah, right. And then you've also got the, he said in his promo, he wants to get after the whole bloodline. And that obviously in the way he said it, it looked like he was alluding to Jey Uso too. So Main event, Jay still got some heat on him, too, so I don't know if we get Randy and Jay next because it looks like Drew wants to still kill Jay Uso, too. So, um, like I say, I think there's a lot of things and a lot of places we can go. I think it's always a good thing when we're headed into WrestleMania season where we're like, okay, where's so-and-so going to go? Where are they going to end up? What, you know, what can what can happen with those things. And I feel like that's kind of what we've got on both sides. I mean, Rob, what, what are your thoughts as far as headed out of there? Like as to what we can see, like, I feel like when we're in a spot like this, where you don't really know where we're going, that's when the best shit comes because mm-hmm. we don't know where the hell we're going from here. I think it's all like really good problems to have. Like, it, you know, was this a work? Was this a shoot? Like, is he going to fight Seth? Well, like Drew's kind of annoyed at him, man. And we talked about the punk promo. I shared my thoughts on that. Like, it's just a giant question mark of what's next. Who's it going to be face heel? You know, is he going to take jabs? Very interesting. I like th- the promos of the nights for me were Drew and Seth. I loved that interaction. Because Drew, again, like we talk about him going heel. Is he a heel already? Like, I loved where he tried to do things the right way. And he said, all right, Seth, like, all right, fine. You know, I I said what I had to say. Here's my mission statement. You know, fine. If it's not me, who's it going to be? And it's like Jey Uso, which was like that last nerve. And he's like, and that triggers him. Heads bottom, the blood instantly. I mean, it couldn't have been more perfect. And just like seeing him snap like that. I like the long-term storytelling, like I mentioned earlier. I want to see where that goes because we talk about Jey Uso. He's mad at Seth. He's mad at Jey Uso. All right, we can go this way. We go this way. Let's talk about Randy Orton. He could go after Jey Uso, but that segment with Rhea Ripley was amazing. Who is the leader of the Judgment Day? Let's not get that wrong. Rhea Ripley is the leader of the Judgment Day, which was so awesome. Great promo by both Daddy's Home. Like they have, man. I mean, you can't. There's, you know, here comes the T-shirt. Although I think Champa had that first. Um, that being said, um, it was so great. So is he going to go for the judgment day or is he going to go for Jey Uso, man? I am here for it. Great problems to have. And then we're approaching the Royal rumble. Are you kidding me? We talk about Jade. We talk about Cody. I mean, let's go. Mike Mueller in the chat. Rob spinning facts. Uh, shout out sweet chin music podcast, dude. I'm hyped. These are all good problems. Becky Charlotte. Let's go. Oh, it's just perfect for rumble season, dude. Mix it all up in the rumble. Just get everybody there and we could all just hash it out. 
inside the ring at the Rumble. I'm all, I'm all for that. Yeah, I. Well, you I like the Rumble. You want some money on the Rumble. Say, yeah, I know, I know oh yeah, like, yeah, bitch! You took my belt. He's still sitting right over my shoulder. I was wondering because you said he's not, he's more of an MMA guy, and I'm like, why you got the IC title? Now yeah. it totally makes sense. Yeah, bitch yeah. took my belt. <laughs> no way! <laughs> wow! It, don't forget the cash. I was more worried about the cash. Oh wow! Yeah, and the money. God gonna, damn it! I won. I won the year before, and he took my shit. <laughs> you got paid. I can't wait for it this year, man. It's gonna be oh, huge. Oh boy! Yeah. Wait see, a minute. I don't even get a chance at the title because I'm gonna be at the Rumble. Fuck. Hey, man. You know what they say? You got to be present to play. And if you ain't there, hey. you ain't getting paid, dude. Hey, I'm gonna. I'm you'll like, be getting paid be while I'm out in Miami you. playing in the sunshine. Listen, I will listen, take I, it. I might. I might be with you, so there ain't gonna be no party up in here. So ain't nobody <laughs> getting paid. But I want my belt back, fool. <laughs> Wait, didn't you say uh, if the competition gets pushed, you get to hold the belt? Yeah, yeah. Oh, ain't that a bitch? So he's going to hold it a whole nother year. You another see what year. he just said? Hey, That's man, bullshit. I don't want to have to rearrange the whole setup here and stuff. You know? Yeah, the, the hat rack he's been talking about for three years and shit. It, it you know ended what? up being a motorcycle helmet no, rack. Whatever. I just got to you know unbury the other ones and put more of them up there but i got the i got the one i use at least up there i'm the only one with no belt over here <laughs> bullshit all right man well speaking of what's next rob let them know what's next on uh the bob culture podcast man oh what do we got coming up man i gotta plug it one more time uh bcp 500 or 500th episode is going to be for Mania Club. They work closely with Connor's Cure um, in the fight against pediatric cancer. Uh, we're actually going to give away some physical trophies to some of the indie talent. We have our year-end awards and yeah. $4 from every trophy because they're all sponsored going right to Mania Club. Uh, so we're sending them uh, some money out. We're going to maybe do some auctions or some other things to raise some money for the cause. That should be at the end of December, maybe New Year's Day because everyone's got off. So uh, maybe we'll run our little award show around then. Uh, I'll announce that probably in the next week or so. Uh, we got some good indie guests coming on. I, I spoke with Alex Ryman from Pro Wrestling Magic. He should be coming on ahead of their show December 23rd at the Mecca here in New Jersey, Ridgefield Park, New Jersey, uh, Pro Wrestling Magic's WrestleMania Kingdom Come 8. Uh, that'll be great. We have the tag team, the Rat Bastards, are coming on from WrestlePro. Uh, so we got a lot of good things coming. And you never know. Uh, we might have some surprise uh, names coming on the show. You know, I, I, I hate like when promoters and stuff hype stuff. And I feel like I just did that. But, uh, you know, what? once we lock it in, we'll let you guys know. You know, the Rat Bastards, just for the record, you know, it was like a running joke in my house for years because my sister, when my mom said Dirty Rat Bastard on the phone and couldn't say it and Dirty Rat Bastard, so I think that might be her favorite tag team. But uh, with that said, Knockouts and Three Counts is coming back at you tomorrow night, 9 p.m. with the Mohawk, Esteban Rodriguez, before he steps in the uh, squared circle for BKFC 56 going down in Salt Lake City, Utah on pay-per-view. Also, alongside fellow past guests of the show, your women's strawweight champ, or she's flyweight or strawweight. No, she's flyweight. Your women's flyweight champion, Christine the Misfit Faria, which if you missed either of those, you can check those out as well. So we've got that coming. And then next week, we've got Miranda Maverick from the UFC coming through on Wednesday. Uh, I still got to figure out who's coming to you on that Tuesday episode, or you're going to just see our fine faces. But like I said, there's a lot coming. Like J-Bone said, we're going to be around the Royal Rumble. Shout out to our guy, Mega Ran. I know Mega Ran is coming through this month. We're going to talk about uh, 
his album being number two on Billboard Kids Chart. We're going to talk about uh, what he's got going on Royal Rumble weekend. Like I said, we've already got Swerve has been announced for that. I got a, I got a feeling there's going to be some other big names that are going to be announced for that. Um, Big Swole is on that as well. Um, and while we were there, while I gave Chris Van Vliet a ride back to the hotel, I heard CVV might be making his way back through here as well. And Chris Kale. So, like I said, if you guys are new here, we're almost to a thousand subscribers, so we would greatly appreciate the subscribe. But you ain't gonna want to miss what's coming from the homies at Knockouts and Three Counts. One more shout out to our sponsors, Potter's Tree Service. Check them out, fuck around, and find out you don't need Hacksaw Jim Duggan trying to cut down your tree. So, in the meantime, in the in-between time, shout out to WWE. Thanks for having us. Hit that subscribe button. Peace. Fuck your couch.